Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Hello! Hello and welcome to IGN UK podcast number 127. I am Chris Tilly, your host for the day, and I am joined by Tom Butler. Hi. Bex. Hello. Keza. Hello. Kroops. Hello. And Stuart Ree. Good afternoon. This week we'll mainly be talking about Assassin's Creed 3, Prometheus, The Avengers, and the strange things happening at Game. But first up, we'll talk about what we've been up to. That's very professional. Yeah, this is, this is, yeah, this is really smooth. Whoa. I don't know what's happened. I'm this a grown-up. Have, have you got a sideline as a jazz radio presenter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, now I'm going to lose it. Chris Tilly's <laughs> <Bob Chambolic. laughs> Um, Keza, what have you been up to? I went to the Game of Thrones party last night. Yeah. What have you been up to, Chris? <laughs> I went to. Did you? <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? It was really good. They spent so much money on that. Why yeah. was it so good? Well, basically, they'd done up all these kind of big caverns underneath Waterloo Station into just... One of them was Winterfell, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other cavern was the the Free City of Panthos. Mm-hmm. And in the Free City of Panthos, there were just lots of girls either fighting or dancing or offering you cake. Mm. And then in Winterfell, there was lots. Of, there was a throne and there was lots of... The Iron armor. Throne. Yeah, the actual, the actual Iron, Iron Throne. throne. It was, was it really painful cool. to sit on? I, d- I, I didn't queue up to sit on it. Because you had to queue up? Yeah, was, everyone wanted Let's to sit on the throne. Uh, the cast, there was a few members of the cast there. and uh, we, I arrived a little late and apparently they were queuing up to sit on the throne. Really? They didn't have their picture taken. Bless. Um, the only person I saw was Charles Dance. Oh. Uh, but I was there rather late and a bit merry. So <laughs> uh, apparently Sean Bean and Peter Dinklage weren't there, unfortunately, but a lot of the other cast were, apparently. Did you see anyone, Keza? I saw them, but I don't know who they are. I just, I was like, oh, it's that bloke from Winterfell that goes down on the horse that time. Goes down on the horse? <laughs> yeah, he goes down to the south <laughs> oh. on the horse. Oh, right. Oh, wait, oh, no. Okay. No, 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 no. That was Whoa. the, that was the uh, hidden extras on Game the Blu-ray. Game of boners. Oh. Wow. <laughs> they had some uh, performance It doesn't even really would work <laughs> doesn't better. Work, does it? doesn't work. <laughs> Speaking of boners, there were some quite... <laughs> what? Uh, there were some quite hot performance artistes. There was a, a, a lady contortionist. <laughs> the lady contortionist was strange. Yeah. There was a lady with a live snake just dancing with this. The snake must be like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. It's a python. <laughs> Yeah. Just dancing with it. That was weird. Big boob lady with a python. Yeah, why she did have great boobs. Can I just join? Why was there a Game of Thrones party? Uh, it was to celebrate the release of the Series 1 on DVD. On, on DVD and Blu-ray. Blu-ray yeah, yeah. On this enough, Monday. Ooh. Out this Monday. And also, if you come to IGN, you'll be able to win a copy of the Blu-ray. Oh. Through IGN. So, uh, yeah. Stay tuned to uh, IGN. You just found out that it was coming out. Have you? <laughs> wow. Oh, well. The magic of radio. <laughs> uh, Bex, I believe it's been a big week for you as well. Yeah, it's been a pretty eventful week. It was my birthday. Yay! Um, a big one as well. Yeah. 42. <laughs> At last. <laughs> my, my 30th birthday. <laughs> that is the big 2-1. Yeah. It was good. Everyone at work got me a really good cake and a harmonica. Yay! Um, <laughs> to add to your collection of <laughs> yeah, it's cakes and it's harmonicas. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your other cake. Oh, I had another cake. What... Um, it, um, that was a Starbucks in the shape of a Starbucks mug. But how big is it? It was like massive. <laughs> it's not a like, normal size mug, like a was it? Long, <laughs> it's meter long. It was like six cakes uh, on top yeah. of each other. That cake is too... Ver- you brought some in today. Yeah. It's just this massive... Well, I don't know like, what to do with it. Of it. <laughs> it's yeah. too vertical. So how have people been eating it? Slice by slice? Or yeah, have they been lining up how, slices? Layer. What is that? Would you have like slice by slice? Oh, right, no, what I'm saying is, are you slicing up and then someone having a whole slice to themselves? Yeah. No, they're just smashing their heads into it. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is, because it's no like idea. three cakes on top of each other and you have one slice, then that's pretty much three slices of cake. Oh, and they yeah, eat yeah, the whole dissect slice. the cake. Yeah. This is no one. Why? This no is effectively dead air. This I is care. dead air. I care. I, I was thinking that. <laughs> See, For Daniel's God's with sake, me. They're both too bothered by the verticality of this cake. <laughs> I believe that on your birthday night, you and Krupa went to quite an interesting party as well. <laughs> mm. <laughs> went to the Durex party. <laughs> Condom is party. That, is that Brilliant. an official thing or just something that happens on, on Tuesdays? Condom Tuesdays? <laughs> Durex Tuesdays. <laughs> I won't get one for heaven. And yeah. you went to the legendary box, the didn't box you? club in Soho, which mm-hmm. was a weird 
sex cabaret club. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is that the best way to describe <laughs> it? But so. it, was, it was nothing, you know, it was nothing that. It's quite a club, sex this? cabaret. What's no, happening to I, you, I was expecting I worse. I'm sorry, but you described that stage show and it sounded pretty good. <laughs> is this podcast appropriate? It, yeah, yeah, there was a dwarf dancing on stage dressed as. Yeah, uh, it was a bit weird. It's a bit Twin Peaks. Erotic? No, not really. <laughs> appropriate for um, a prophylactic product, uh, not appropriate for a video game puzzles, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That Is that works. agreed? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And did fine. you approach the dwarf to discuss small medium at large? Um, well, no, but. I, I was very drunk. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I did. Who the hell knows? That would have made sense. You were much approaching more everyone, though. If you were drunk, clearly. <laughs> I'm not sure small, medium, large would, would. I think it might be better if you were drunk pitching that. Most things are just better when you're That's drunk. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. The ideas are all better as well. So it sounds like we've been having a party good time. <laughs> oh. No. oh. What? Uh, what? News. Keza. The next Xbox is codenamed Durango. And what does that mean? N- who knows? <laughs> it's a region in Mexico, apparently. Is it? Yeah. It's a bit weird. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a developers conference on for the next Xbox at the moment in London, and someone from Crytek tweeted and then quickly deleted the tweet that it was called Durango. This is true. I have this from several people now that it is definitely codenamed Durango, although that obviously means nothing. Why codename something with three syllables? Durango. Durango. I just think of the Gore Verbinski film. It's can, it's yeah, I lizard. keep thinking about Rango. Yeah. yeah, Rango. Can anyone remember the original Xbox's codename? It had a cool Clive. one. Clive. <laughs> <laughs> the, the GameCube was Dolphin, wasn't it? Yep. Revolution. What was the Wii? The Wii was a revolution. revolution. Yeah. I think Durango doesn't really sit well with those. doesn't sound very cool, does it? Yeah. It doesn't. It's, it's no, it's no, it's code no, name, it's no next-gen portable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good, Sony. Very imaginative. It has a population of 1,600,000. The, the next Xbox. Yeah, it's massive. Hey. Um, <laughs> so any more information about Durango at nope. this point? Well, oh. not anything that can be said on the record at this point. There's, Excellent. What about there's, off the there's record? Sources, there's sources that yeah. have said various things, but we don't know if any of it's true yet. Mm. Like, like what? Uh, well, there's a couple of people I know who are there at the developers' Saying what? Saying, I can't R- say what they're saying. Runs oh, no, yes, you can. Runs I don't know if floppies. it's true. It might not be true. Runs yeah, on floppies. Floppy runs on floppy disks. Anyway, and so. we don't say anything truthful on this anyway. It's true. What? It's all just nonsense. What is? But they've got, they've got people there from all sorts of, you know, they've got, they've got people from, like, web services like Skype and stuff there, which suggests that the whole kind of multimedia thing is, is built in from the ground up this time rather than just added Holograms. in layers. Yeah. All sorts of things. So, yeah. You could use your Connect as Skype, couldn't you? That'd be good. Yep. I saw some information about next PlayStation as well this morning. Mm-hmm. Did you see that about the 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 the, the chip thing in it? It's not going to be a bespoke it's got, chip. It's got some chip, chi- yeah. Has it got some chips in it? Yeah. It's, what does it say? It's not going to be a bespoke chip. It's going to be off the shelf. Yeah, off the shelf. So uh, wow, that is yeah. so tedious. Yeah, but it just shows the Sony obviously realizing that they don't have to. Uh, Spend loads re- of money. Re- Sorry, Tom. Have you got sore lips? Yeah, I always do. All yeah. oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I wish that they just announced these now. I'm so bored of hearing things that may or may not be true about them. Uh, I think Durango's definitely coming at E3. I will put money on that. Durango will be unveiled at E3. If they're having a dev conference, then that means that the time is ripe for an unveil. I just, I'm glad that we've got something to call it that's not 720 anymore. Mm. Yeah. I'm sick yeah. of 720. I always like Nextbox better. Nextbox, yeah. Sexbox. Sexbox. 360. Crobes, have you got on. anything interesting to say? <laughs> Well, um, we might have a image of the new protagonist in Assassin's, Assassin's Creed 3. We totally called this one. We did. On the podcast about three, four weeks ago, we were joking. I think, you know... Was, we were pontificating in a jovial fashion. We were taking the piss. And we were saying that the next game might be set in the American Revolution and you'd just be running around fields. It is set in the American Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to show everyone a picture of the oh. new character. Oh. Have a look, Stu. Oh, yeah. You love Assassin's Creed. Love it. And a few interesting things about this image. He seems to be a Native American. He's got a tomahawk. He's got um Indian headdress, a bow and arrow. And wow. he's, yeah, and he's got a musket. It looks fake enough to be it real. Looks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. When I first saw it, I thought it was a photo. You can believe it this yeah. morning you were like, no. No, no way. No. Nah, look at it. It's stupid. But yeah, the image is um allegedly it's been leaked by a Best Buy employee. That is often how we see stuff like this. Mm. So this has been sent out to shops and somebody's leaked it. So do we like the idea of uh, that time period um, for Assassin's Creed? Not really. Well, there's nothing to climb in the <laughs> this fields the, yeah. of the American Revolution. They didn't yeah. build anything Screaming yet. Screaming the South, just running around. Yeah. Forts. Forts, yeah. I said Red Dead Redemption was good. Trees. That- and that was a bit sparse as well. But again, there's nothing to climb in the American Revolution. 
Forts. Trees. <laughs> <I'll keep saying. laughs> I still think that's a bit Forts. lame. <laughs> trees. <laughs> trees. Brilliant. It's just like Mario just go to the top of the tree, get another life. Yeah. And then fall off. Bex, are you an Assassin's Creed fan? Um, no. Oh. It's too <laughs> it's too hard. I just too get much assassinated. Jumping. Well you're supposed to be the assassin, Bex, that's the problem. Bex. Oh, too I, much I running. Don't really get it. It's, uh, is it a shameless attempt to capture a wider American audience by that's putting a massive American flag on Massive American flag, massive the American flag come on. Yeah. Third part, bring, yeah. in a, bring the trilogy. Yeah, if, people if, might if, be if you're put a Native American, the, though, that's not very patriotic, no. is it? That's I don't think they're aiming at no, They're just American going for day. everyone. It's the untapped market. <laughs> Go on. It's the untapped market. No, I mean, if he, if the main character is a Native American in it, then surely he'll be fighting against the Americans, won't he? Yeah, and it's got a gun. You've got a gun. It's got a musket. It's going to do well. It's going to do well. Flagpoles. You can climb flagpoles. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Horses. He seems to be on a mountain as well, so just climb a mountain. There you go. Yeah, mountain ranges all over America. Mm-hmm. It's basically a game about mountaineering. <laughs> so we've established that America has trees, mountains and forts. And flagpoles. If anyone flagpoles. listens to this podcast in America, what else do you have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, what else did you have? <clears throat> <laughs> Wait, so, if, if anyone was alive back then, <laughs> right in a couple hundred years or, ago, or contact your ancestors. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this has gone weird. Can, wow. I, can I pull it back in? Um, I have some exciting uh, news. Uh, Prometheus, a film which I think we're all pretty hyped for. I can't believe it's out this year. It's, it's crept it's up, fine. hasn't it? Yep, Very it's exciting. happening. Yeah. Uh, they released a viral this week, uh, and it was really rather good. Um, it involved uh, Guy Pierce's character, Peter Wayland. Um, giving a TED talk in uh, 2023, which is when the film set, and setting up some things for the movie. It's about, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's great. He is great. So yeah. Peter Wayland is Wayland Yutani. He, so in the movie, is Yutani hasn't they yeah. haven't merged corporations. This yet. is pre Yutani. This is the Wayland <laughs> Corporation. <laughs> pre Yutani. It's like when Namco Bandai <laughs> merged. <laughs> And he, yeah, he kind of talks about, he starts off talking about the Titan Prometheus and telling that story and then talking about kind of the evolution of technology from fire through to stone and the wheel and gunpowder right up to the future that they're in. And then he brings up cybernetic individuals, which is obviously what his company is creating. And he says that we have become God. Oh, no. That's not going to end well, is it? No. It never does. You think someone would learn? And he also says, I want to attain greatness or die trying. Mm. He's probably going to die trying, isn't he? <laughs> well, he's supposed to have a very small part in Prometheus. Apparently isn't so. Apparently oh, so. Right. Yeah, I think he's only in it sort of in flashbacks and things because he doesn't go on the actual space mission. I'd love so. it if they <clears> release <throat> that as the official trailer. Yeah, that's a kind of no, stuff. no footage from the movie. That that would get me so excited if I saw that in the cinema. Just add that to the trailer noise. That yeah, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, probably won't work. Have you got your Catherine T-shirt on? I have actually. Oh, very good. Why isn't Guy Pearce in more films? Um. He ought to be. He's really good. He's got a really good face, hasn't he? Yeah, really good really pointy good face. face. Yeah. Angular. Uh, angular. I saw him in, he's in King's Speech, isn't he? Yes, yeah. that's right. The King's Peach. Uh, he plays, plays the, the Nazi sympathiser. Yeah. Um, Wanker. <laughs> yeah. Back to the wrong horse there, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's safe to say we're all really excited. The Alien <laughs> movie now. You're pretty down on it, though, Stuart, aren't you? What? Prometheus? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not that excited? I'm excited, but I'm worried. Okay. Yeah, Ridley Scott hasn't, to be honest, hasn't made a good movie in ages. No. Uh, You've not so, seen a good year. <laughs> so, um, uh, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's holding me back. But the more I see of it, the more awesome it looks. And obviously, <laughs> Alien, Aliens, brilliant. Brilliant. Have, Bex, have you seen either Alien or Aliens? No. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to lend you a Blu-ray of Alien to watch. Well, uh, um, <laughs> 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 I don't know what that was. Um, if it wins the vote for the well I was just running, about to it? go into that it's not going to win that because oh. the sequel is yeah so we were running the vote for Mass Effect 3 to, to, for you to decide what your favourite uh, sci-fi film was and you voted in your thousands and Aliens won so the sequel to Alien won um, so the one most people prefer I think who is prefers that... Alien? I prefer Alien, I prefer Alien. Yeah. okay so all of you prefer <laughs> Alien yeah. Tom, Tom was talking about the plebs <laughs> nah, no I'd say the general consensus if you put it out there most yeah. people would say yep. Aliens and that's the one Agreed. they always remember whereas Alien is probably the better movie um, but yeah so Aliens we're showing it next Wednesday it's like Wednesday the 7th um, two days before Mass Effect comes out Tickets are free. Screenings are across the country. There's none in Northern Ireland, unfortunately, Northern Islanders. Uh, but if you go to uh, go to IGN, 
youtube.com forward slash mass effect sci-fi you'll be able to find the link to book tickets and everything and we'll be there yeah london screening never seen it because i was too young when aliens came out see it in the cinema i've never seen it in the cinema either so i'm very I've seen alien in the cinema that was amazing yeah yeah when did you see alien a couple of years ago at the Prince Charles Cinema. Oh, cool. And that's where our screening is going to be as well. Oh, I love that cinema. Yeah. That's where I went to see The Room. The Room. Good times. Um, Tom, you have some TV news. Uh, yes, so um, I, I, I don't think this is probably going to happen, but uh, there was rumours this week that Benedict Cumberbatch is being lined up to play the master in Doctor Who uh, for the show's 50th anniversary next year. Um this is I don't know where it's come from uh, but the Daily Express were reporting it yeah. it sounds like it's it, it's feasible well Stephen Moffat's the showrunner on, on both programmes yeah yeah. and every time I see Benedict Cumberbatch interviewed someone asks him if he'd ever played Doctor Who yeah of course John Sim was playing the master during David Tennant's uh, era um, neither me nor Chris are very big fans of John Sim no, so John uh, Sim fan. anyone else uh, other than John Sim playing the master would be good news for me Cumberbatch will be bril- would be brilliant yeah I mean, he, he seems to be linked to everything now I don't I think he's probably going to be too I think busy start, yeah, he's, too, yeah. he's too big now he's too but big I will, I'm, next week when I'm in Texas I'm interviewing Stephen Moffat so I will be able to put the question to him Stephen Moffat's got the best Twitter profile picture I've ever seen of anyone. He's got Matt Smith on one arm, he's got Benedict Cumberbatch on the other. Oh. <laughs> Annoying. As soon as he got, saw that picture, profile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> profile pic. Classic Moffat. Uh, we've also got some other uh, Sherlock-related news. So CBS, um, in fact, can I? Can you start up the t- uh, bleep machine? Yeah. Stu, uh, just fire it up. Okay, because I've got some feedback here from a friend of the show, Rocky uh, Pab- Pablo. I'll begin it and then just get Rocky rid of the bleep machine. Yeah. Get it ready. Dear IGN UK, fuck fucking fuckface CBS. Lucy Liu is Watson. Fuck, man. So, as many of you know, CBS is rebooting Sherlock. And I was like, ooh, mm, wow. And then I heard that Lucy Liu is going to be playing Joan Watson. Then I was like, fuck, man. What the fuck? Anyway, fuck CBS. <laughs> fuck Sherlock US. I love you all. Rocky Pablo. <laughs> Peace out, Rocky. Peace, Peace out, out, Rocky. So, I'm sorry. I, doesn't mince his words. Do, yeah. Does he, is he happy about the announcement or not? No, he's not. No. Okay. No, it just all depends on how you read it, really. Yeah. Read the fucks with more enthusiasm. Oh, was I not putting it? Sorry. <laughs> it's all going to be bleaked out anyway. But yeah, Lucy Liu is going to be playing Joan Watson in the American Sherlock remake. Well, it's not a remake, it's a reimagined. So, uh, I guess Bates. they're going for sexual yeah. tension, maybe. That is a really strange are they going change for to the dynamic. There was always sexual tension between There was always sexual tension between Sherlock Holmes and Watson. I think that's more of a modern reading. Yeah, it's of it, not, not really there in the novels. It is if you study queer theory. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to introduce it. Did you yeah. say they'd cast Holmes as well? Yeah, that was Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. So Lucy Liu is playing Joan Watson and she's going to be a retired doctor who's been disavowed from her. Is that what they Doctor doing? who's been disavowed? Uh, no, a doctor who has been. You've been watching too much Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh, is that what they call it when they get, no, when they get struck, struck off. off? Yeah, for a, a patient dying uh, and she's working in a some sort of rehabilitation centre that she's Sh- a rubbish Sherlock doctor. Holmes is going to. And, uh, yeah, so it's not that's the first time there's been a female Watson, though, is it? Is that correct, Stu? Yeah, apparently so. Uh, it was in the Metro this morning. They, re- they had to, in their corrections and clarifications um, column, there was a film out in the early 70s which had a female Watson. Mm. There you go. How did that go? Well, obviously none of us here have heard of it, so I don't think mm. it went very well. Uh, so you, yeah. you're alive then? Barely, just about. Okay. I mind you, I'm only barely just about alive now. (laughs) Having posted the story, there was a lot of hate for this, and obviously Rocky's, but as me and Cruz were saying... I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. We've got a a great... We've got two good Sherlocks at the moment. Yeah, and you know... It doesn't take away from it. If it's a fun... Don't watch it. They're transplanting it to modern-day New York. Yeah. Well, it's got fuck all to do with Sherlock, really, is it? It's it's a fun TV show. It's a fun TV show. It's all right, then, to remake Sherlock like that, but you're so offended by the remake of Only Fools and Horses. It's not, I haven't gone crazy oh, yes, about the remake of Only Fools and Horses. 1987, the return of Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is brought back to life by Watson's female descendant after being cryogenically frozen for 80 years. That yeah. sounds like a great movie. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to the world of tomorrow. I, I feel a trailer of the week coming on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and finally, Kez, I think we have some PlayStation Vita news. PlayStation Vita has sold 1.2 million units so Whoa, far. Whoa, that's loads. Do we is not it? every week update what PlayStation Vita <laughs> sold? <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a really new feature. <laughs> Pretty much just a running bit. How's Sol- the Vita doing this week? <laughs> In food. Sold two this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though, because that, that's a really strange number. Usually when something gets released 
like you know a console gets released in the UK and America they release it sold X in America it sold 400,000 in America in the first weekend it sold 600,000 in Europe in the first weekend but this time they've just released one global figure that includes nine weeks worth of Japanese sales and then loads of sales from like Australia and other kind of minor territories Hong Kong Taiwan that kind of place yeah, so it's a really weird number really weird yeah, number so it's not do. as big as it sounds no, I mean, the thing is, if you actually break... I did this in an article, which mm-hmm. some of you may have read, so apologies if I'm repeating myself, but if you break that number down, about five, about 580,000 of those are from Japan, so it's really only about 650-ish thousand from from America and the and Europe. And then if you break that down further, apparently it only sold a quarter of what the PSP sold in its opening weekend. So it's- instead of PSP sells 1.2 million, the headline could have been PSP sells one quarter of what the PSP sold. So they've they've managed the number quite cleverly. And it sold less than 3DS in a similar amount of time. It sold about half what the 3DS did, apparently. And that was considered a bit of a flop at the time. Yeah, the 3DS was was obviously everyone's very disappointed with when the 3DS came out with with it being a flop. And the the first kind of few weeks of it, it just kind of dropped off really quickly. I'd, and everyone was say it was off. only really around this Christmas that things started. Yeah, the, the, the fortunes turned around. But the, the, the weird thing is that when the, the when the 3DS came out, everyone was like, "Oh, it's it's not going to work. It's gonna it's an early demise and so on." And then suddenly, when the Vita's come out and it sold less, and yet people are like yay people are buying the Vita and it's just this kind of changing perception that's happened over the last year that's interesting really yeah. but were expectations are as high for Vita sales as they were for 3DS sales because obviously the DS was like the Wii of handheld gaming wasn't it yeah. everyone has one I think the expectations weren't so high I mean I did find an article yesterday after um, so, someone linked me to an article that's had Sony's UK boss saying that he wanted to sell 500,000 in the first week which is like a, they managed to sell nearly a tenth of that <laughs> wow so yeah um it depends what way you look at it always with numbers, but it just interests me that this kind of 1.2 million number is being held up as a like, yay, look how big this number is when it's less than what the 3DS sold and yet the 3DS was seen as a failure. But I think, yeah, it's because the 3DS didn't do well, so everyone's like, oh shit, the Vita's fucked, isn't it? That's what we've all been saying. So the fact that it sold anything, I suppose, is a nice little <laughs> boost, to, boost to the game. Yes, we sold some! <laughs> Someone bought it! Let's do R&D on a new one. I think people also <laughs> just like the Vita more than the 3DS, because when the 3DS came out, it had no games and, a re- and didn't have an eShop. Everyone thought it was pretty ugly as well. And it was pretty ugly. Still yeah. is. It is, Still it's is. like a little cake. <laughs> it took like months before it had how would you eat it, it games. <laughs> three layers and the, le- and the design was knackered like the, why didn't it have the second so yeah so every, every, everyone was a bit like eh. whereas everyone who's played with Vita is enamoured with it because it's so pretty it's got, a it's got lovely screen, software it's got a and it's got really screen. good launch lineup. we've got loads of feedback about Vita so we'll move on to that yeah basically it's, it's really unwise to judge a console by its first month sales anyway if you ask me so but I we'll keep you posted every week it's Confucius I just hold another one yep we'll keep you tuned as it happens anyone fancy a trailer of the week no not really alright let's settle that off this week Groups, I think you've got it this week haven't you yeah does everyone want to watch the Avengers well, yeah. should we just talk about what's happened to the Avengers before? in the UK? <laughs> in the UK, <laughs> they've changed the title, haven't they, Tom? <laughs> what have they changed it to? Avengers Assemble. You Jesus. don't like it, do you? It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. <laughs> they assemble what? Like flat pack furniture? Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's bound to be somebody's bound to come up with a, with a picture of that, isn't it? Of all everybody doing an IKEA. Just, I, I'd case. like to see a photo of an IKEA photo with. With the with the Avengers in it, let's just do that. Let's, as okay. soon as we, we do we, this we, podcast, we'll do that. We were talking about in the office the sequel though can be called Disassembled. Yes, and then the third part Reassembled. Reassembled. Oh yeah, no Disassemble. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but is that because of the TV show? I believe so. The Avengers. Well, I'm guessing it is. It must be. Yeah. I didn't see that awful movie. <laughs> oh um, my god! Yeah, the Weatherman. <laughs> I just, I've never seen that. Oh, it's just really, yeah, it's really, it's really terrible. Yeah. Right. So here we go. What? I'm going to watch the trailer. Oh. War has started. And we are hopelessly outgunned. I thought I didn't qualify. Apparently I'm, what is it, volatile, self-obsessed. And don't play well with others. This is nothing we were ever trained for. Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. So what do you think? Transformers 4 looks good, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It does look a lot like that. Yeah, the the two words that just came through my mind were incoherent mess. 
I've got a horrible feeling. It's, I I've got a feeling it's going to be... It, it, it can, it can only disappoint, I think, at this yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, it does look okay. It looks it looks fine. But, like, the the one thing that I was really excited about was Joss Whedon was going to be doing it. There was going to be this cool interplay between all the characters. That and could obviously, still be there. You know. It could all be there. It's not there in the trailer, though, is it? No, but that, they don't put that stuff in the trailers. No, true They want to show you people, things blowing up. And giant snake aliens. Snake aliens. Snake aliens. Like slug. Big flying slug. Big flying metallic slug. Dra wasn't it a dragony? Was it a bit dragony? Dra uh, and the, the face at the, on the front of it looks quite like the Alien Queen. Yeah. Mm. But they just look very bland and generic. And it does look like Michael Bay at the end. Yeah. With that money shot. But Tom Hiddleston looks good. Mm -hmm. Delivers a great line in it. I think that oh, looks that's exciting. Yeah. It's Lost Creatures. Yeah. Um, it's got, we saw a lot of Hulk. He looks good. It does look like um, Thingy. Thingy. Lou Ferrigno. I wish it did. Oh. Eric Banner. Eric Banner, that one. Brilliant. No, wait. Oh, what, yeah, Mark not, Ruffalo. not Bruce Banner. Hang on, Eric Banner. Was it Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Oh. This chat's going nowhere. <laughs> Bex, what was well, your thoughts on the Avengers? <clears throat> I'm excited for it. They I'm better surprised revenge. no one else is. Well, that's what I don't yeah. like about that trailer is in the Super Bowl one, there was a line where they, they were like, we're going to avenge this. Yeah. Um, Did you like, like that? Yeah. yeah, I like it when they say the name of the mm -hmm. film in mm -hmm. the film. You know what Bex's least favourite film of last year was? Tyrannosaur. Eternal <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. They've it's actually um, started... It's isn't just called Zombies. You wouldn't like that either. They never say the word zombies, do they? Don't they? No, no. that's kind of a, one what? of the conceits. What do they call them? Walkers. Oh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, see. Oh. Says it again, says the title in there. <laughs> it's good. You'll like it. They've um, started screening this in the States and people have been really liking it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good to know. Just saying it's it's really not, it's very silly, but really good fun. That's what you want it to be, I guess. Hmm. So yeah. it's going to be like the and polar opposite dark. of Dark Knight. Yeah, which is good because the thing with superhero films for a long time with the sequels, like, you need to make it dark, you need to make it gritty. Yeah. Why? Make it fun. Didn't bother with Fantastic Four, did they? Yeah. That was very silly. The and that really worked out. I didn't mind it. I quite like Fantastic Four. I like the sequel as well. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Evans, I like. He's good. He's good in that. Mm. But I'm sure we'll be seeing this one very soon. So I could we'll... do without Black Widow and Hawkeye. I don't know. I think they need to bulk out the numbers, don't they? Do they? Yeah. They do? Yeah. <laughs> quite a lot. Like, like sausages with rusk. Well, if they can't have like the other Avengers in there, like, isn't Mr. Fantastic Wolverine Avenger and Wolverine and. Yeah, the lineup's changed a lot over the years. Yeah. That would be good if one of them was called Rusk. Rusk. <laughs> Just make, make up the numbers. <laughs> Moving on anyway, guys. Um, Keza, I believe there's been some interesting things happening at game. We got to be real journalists for a change yesterday. Oh, that was it was all nice. very exciting, yeah. Yeah, um, games not stocking any of EA's games in March. That includes Mass Effect 3. A bit it's of a blow. Kind of a, big, kind of a big game, that. Sort of a big deal. So this is the UK's biggest video game retailer... So yeah, for international listeners, it's like GameStop. This yeah, is this Games. is like this is the equivalent of GameStop not stocking yeah. Mass Effect. And not just, if you're in just Australia, it's the equivalent of whatever your big game called. <laughs> it's called Game. Is it also called yeah, Game? Yeah, it's called Game. But <laughs> this is right. Okay, it's the same thing. Right. But also your nearest rival, Game Station, yeah. being owned by it, also not being able yeah. to stock Mass yeah, Effect. Some people, yeah, I suppose we should point out in case people don't know that Game Station is included in this as well because they're owned by Game. But basically, um, they've not—they've had some problems. Game, as, as you may have heard, they—they've not been able to stock stuff. They had huge credit problems at the end of last year, which means they couldn't buy in stock physically, and uh, that's obviously not good news at all if you're a retailer. It, yeah, this is the first big, big AAA game that's been affected. Yeah, like, they haven't—they haven't started Sonic and Mario at the London Olympics. The, they didn't yeah. start the Ubisoft Vita launch titles, did they? Any of them? They didn't stock the Tekken. Last Story. Tekken. Tekken. Tekken 3DS. Yeah. So uh, there have been a few games and it's just been a bit of a pain in the ass really but it's not been megaton like Mass Effect 3 and FIFA Street and, and Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods and also the, um, Nintendo games as well Mario Party 9 Yeah Mario Party 9's not being stocked so the, the problem what is What the heck are they stocking? Exactly <laughs> um, They've got anything that isn't by EA basically so they're still and, and apparently Ubisoft but and, and shitloads of old games and shitloads of old games FIFA 12 they've probably still got probably just had a thought if you do get Mass Effect will you be able to take it now and trade it in for like massive amounts of money <laughs> yeah I bet you could come on come on <laughs> just give us one copy just one copy they'll put it pre-owned in front of the yeah. store <laughs> why don't they just buy like thousands of copies off Amazon who sell it cheaper and then sell it for the price they normally sell it at anyway which is more expensive that's what they did when the 3DS launched they, they sent a direct right. to rent to staff to go and buy them from Tesco yeah. 
and then resell yeah, yeah, yeah. them in the have, shop. Yeah. Have people Amazing. been making pre-orders for this one? Yeah, this is the thing. Loads of people obviously pre-ordered Mass Effect 3. And, and they, they were the exclusive stockists of the, the N7 edition. Yeah, the closest yeah. edition. We actually met someone last night, a, a reader of the website outside. Yeah, he, he, he just... He looked quite sad. He'd just come back from the games shop on Oxford Street to cancel his pre-order. He just shouted, shouted across the road, came and had a chat with us about it. It was like, Did oh, it? Yeah. yeah. It was a real shame. Poor guy. That's a sad trip to me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the, you're, you, get your re- you get your money back, obviously, and you also get a £5 voucher on top of your money back. I'd spend that quick. Yeah. But what are you going to spend it on if they're not stocking any video games? Uh, figurines mm-hmm. they have some figurines some styluses yeah some over, styluses. overpriced yeah styluses <laughs> yep. oh. there you go there's a siren going by just for our listener who hates the sirens <laughs> good times so how come they got into so much mess financially it's difficult, it's difficult to really tell, isn't it? Like mm. they agreed a new financing thing with their with their investors, which meant that they should have got over their problems. But this is a huge deal. But I mean, it's not obviously it's not just game that's suffering on the high street. Lots of shops are suffering Lots of on the high street. Lots of bricks and mortar shops yeah. are suffering yeah. because yeah, because yeah. of the well. because of the online effect. If and also, people are buying fewer video games in general at the moment. I mean, it was game are, sales haven't been this low since 2005. I know that uh, on the uh, sort of on Facebook and Twitter yesterday, a lot of the was criticism was was directed at game for their prices and things like that. But I don't think this is a pricing issue of games, is it? No, this is just a, a downturn in sales yeah. affecting things. But it's kind of a diversity issue as well because game has always set itself up. Basically, all they stock is the top twenty, really, with a few other things. Like they don't really, they never made. It's an hard to, to find back titles. Like, for yeah. instance, it was hard, it's hard to find a copy of El Shaddai, for instance. Yeah, or anything like Harvest Moon back in the day. Yeah. They would never stock that. And, and there's no legacy stuff. Yeah, and all you ever see is what's out right now. And yeah. I remember when Game bought Game Station, I was really upset because Game Station had a brilliant kind of... They were like an old record shop. Like you mm. go in, they had a fantastic yeah. retro section. They had all this kind of old stuff. And and uh, the, then it kind of got homogenised by Game. And basically the difference between Game and Game Station now is just that Game Station, station. has two floors. Station. And the word Station. <laughs> So yeah, I wouldn't be... The thing is, if game went down, it would be really, really, really bad for the UK games industry. Like how bad? Really catastrophically bad. I think game sales would probably drop by like 30%. Because game is the sort of place that mum and dad, when they're out on the high streets, will That's take little totally. Jimmy yeah. to spend And it's where people quid. who are just out shopping on a Saturday go in and just and, buy and something. And impulse buy as well. When yeah, you totally. But like, yeah. can't you just do that in HMV? Well, because I mean, they, they stock even fewer games. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just as limited, really. I know, but but if you're going to make an impulse buy, you'll make an impulse buy in a different store. Yeah, but so maybe if game do go under, will HMV step up to the plate? Well, HMV have got their own problems at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I know, but yeah. will they risk it? Do you think they'll try and capitalise on? They, games it could demise? be a saviour for them, couldn't it? Really? I think GameStop's going to buy Game. I think yeah, they're going to switch That's in. A rumor, isn't That's it? a rumour, and then that'll be obviously bad because it means giant multinational company rather than UK owned retailer but still well, isn't it sticking plaster on a gaping wound like yeah mm. I don't know unless they change their stocking kind of I mean, the thing is I'm not a business journalist it's quite hard to sort of dig too deep into what what's actually caused yeah. this the only thing that I do know is that it'll have really bad effects for people who buy games and people who sell games also for the people good. that work in the shops work, yeah. like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. thousands yeah, and thousands of people out there who work yeah. for a game and they're all love like, video games yeah they all a lot love, of video, really games, love yeah. video games really love video games uh, I speak to a lot of people who work at game and th- they seem like they're I mean they're all really good people yeah so yeah it would be a sad day why Why do you think it would be a bad thing if GameStop bought them just not, not it wouldn't be bad it wouldn't be as bad as them going down but it's just a shame to have a UK owned retailer bought up by a massive multinational company isn't at it at least they'd have probably more clout you know financially they'd be well able they'd to... be able to prop them up obviously yeah. like I mean the problem that game is having right now is because it's not a huge business it's a medium sized business and that's the worst place to be right Absolutely. now obviously because if you're a massive business, you've well, got money, you're all right. If you're a tiny business, then you've got cost control. But if yeah. you're a medium-sized business, then it's I really suppose, hard. You know, if we think the game's um, selection of games is limited at the moment, if they do go down, we're stuck with supermarkets, which is even more dismal. Exactly. I mean, you it's see the book selection in supermarkets. Yeah. It's just like a bunch of celebrity biographies and maybe two thrillers, and that's, that's it. That's why you go online, though, isn't it? That's why Amazon is such a massive success. You know, if you, if you can pre-order your game from Amazon, and the chances are it will turn up two days early in the post, and you've got it cheaper than you've got, got it on the high street... It's a no-brainer. Do we reckon that most people do actually already use on? The thing is, most people who are like proper proper hardcore gamers do already order online, so this won't really yeah, affect them. Yeah, but yeah. That I don't think that's. I think I think I read a statistic that said that seventy percent of people still buy exclusively in shops. Really, for video games, which is. When, so I always think that smartphones have been the demise of places like Game and HMV. Because if I'm in HMV, I'll see something and I'll, I'll laugh at how expensive it is. I'll yeah, check it on true, my phone yeah. off Amazon, and then I can buy it there and it's then. True, right yeah. there and then. 
from someone else. Yeah, it's like shops are becoming just showrooms for yeah. Amazon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like those uh, those uh, curries adverts they had on the tube where it was like, go to John Lewis, get the nice young man with the lovely haircut to show you the television, then yeah. buy it cheaper on curries. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. You can't listen, you can't beat the feeling of going in and picking things up, though, can you? You know, buying stuff in a shop is is it's a fun activity. You go shopping, nice. don't you? Like you can't do that on the internet. I still and, buy some things in shops. Yeah, and I think also the discovery thing is more likely to happen within a shop than it is online. I really? guess. I don't I, know. I, don't think, I think the, the, the Amazon browse? selections and the recommendations mm. are below, I think they're really good. Whenever I buy a book off Amazon, I end up with nine books. doesn't <laughs> yeah. work that way with games, though, because they're not... Because you're clicking nine times, Kez. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that, why isn't it arriving got. yet? It's still not here. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> you click it until it arrives, and <laughs> yeah, you've got, basically. like, 70,000 copies. I love what they do in Waterstones, where they have the staff picks in Waterstones. So, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's nice. nice. Yeah. yeah, I've seen some great music shops in Bryson recently. Like, they have some really good bricks and mortar indie record shops that just have this great selection of like vinyl and CD and, and you you wouldn't consider buying vinyl or CD off the internet would you really? no. you go in and look at it and read the little handwritten scroll that somebody's put about that'd be yeah, lovely imagine like if it. we had a game shop that was like foils yeah which is one of the yeah. big I've always dreamed yeah. about that if you had a retro section and it had everything oh yeah I've always dreamed of a game shop because in, in Japan it's like be, that like yeah. Japanese game shops why, are just why don't we do it heaven the IGN, the IGN store. Let's buy them up. Do you know what? Like, Not a bad idea. It would but just be what? our recommendation. Is there a market? Is there is there enough of a like market a for something like that? Though? It's the biggest like entertainment industry in the UK, yeah. right? Video games. Yeah. Imagine people discovering stuff in that shop. Like imagine a, a shop like Rough Trade. Imagine, but for video games. Totally. Like if you, ever, if you ever if you been to Rough Trade in Brick Lane, it's a huge warehouse full of every sort of music you can have. You can go in there and watch live bands play. Imagine going in there and having hands on with the latest game before it's before it's out. Yeah, that just makes complete sense. And not really, into really like a little crappy like pod. Yeah, and like pod which has got Marvel versus Capcom on it for all year round. It's like totally, yeah. Show different games. Show new games. If Should we make an appointment at a bank? Let's go see. Yeah, no, well, hold this. on. We've got a lot of listeners. Maybe someone might have £5 million spare they could give us to make yeah. this happen. Yeah. Feedback. Um, IGN UK feedback at IGN.com <laughs> or it's IGN UK on Twitter or Facebook if you want to give us that money. I wanted to have a whip round for a taxi yesterday. It's only cost a tenner down the road, Steve. A friend of mine's selling their taxi. Only one 800 quid for it. I thought, an IGN black cab. How much was the IGN um, licence plate? Oh, that was thousands. Okay, oh well, yeah. okay. That's really the main expenditure. Is this what happened after I left the bar last night? <laughs> <laughs> it went downhill fast, didn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> blood taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quid such a cool idea. Imagine the logo on it. Yeah, it would because it would only be forty Red quid each. If, if everybody in the office put in forty quid, we could buy a taxi and we could but do the podcast in the taxi. What would we use it for, Stu? We never drive anywhere. We pimp it out. We pimp it out with, with 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 the Xbox. Would we all go to events in it? Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> and we all just fall out, like, out. Yeah, like the rolling out of the IGN cab. We can solve mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, you could be you could be the driver. I, I'm seeing you in the suit you were wearing yesterday with yeah. some kind of bowler hat on, <laughs> a peaked hat. <laughs> yeah, I could paint it up to like Ecto One as well. That would look cool. <laughs> Brilliant. Can we That'd do this? Awesome. Let's do it. Um, All right, well, that's a very sad conversation that's ended really happily. <laughs> I'd be really interested to hear, though, from people who had their Mass Effect 3 uh, pre-orders cancelled. How do you feel about yeah. it? Where are you ordering your answer? Would you, would you oh, pre-order people... with game ever again? Yeah. Also a question. Uh, would you like to see a shop, the IGN shop, where we, we're serving behind the counter? And if so, have you got a couple of demos? And if so, yeah, what would you like to see in the shop? <laughs> do let us know. What's the uh, email address? I just did it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tom, what's been happening in the charts? Uh, it was all about Vita last week, so the top two games in the UK charts were two Vita titles. Can you guess what they were? Were they Uncharted and FIFA? Yes. Oh, I was going to say FIFA and Uncharted. <laughs> Unlucky. Um, yeah, Rayman Origins. Uh, Oranges. Five. Oranges. Yeah, can anybody say Rayman Origins, Origins. without really having Rayman to think Rayman Origins. <laughs> Rayman Origins. Well, you know I can't do it. I'm not no. Rayman Banana. And the Roll. biggest non-Vita launch of last week was Syndicate. Anyone want to guess where Syndicate came in the top 40? 23. 12. 20, um, 15. 26. Oh, dear. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. They're not going to be happy with that. And what is out next week, Mr. Croops? Have you got... Yeah, um, SSX, the new SSX. SSX has been away for a long time. I keep saying SSX a lot. Everyone says SSX is great. It's a Spanish game. No, I got that wrong. It came at number seven. This press release didn't make sense. All right. Okay, we moved on anyway. What moved it? What moved it number seven? 
syndicate. Good. Uh, oh, so that's uh, quite a difference from number yeah. 25. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> it debuted back in week 26. Debited? Debuted. 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 <laughs> Tom's <laughs> having a stroke. Tom's having a stroke. Wait, wait, wait. The original <laughs> debuted uh, in week 26 of 1993. What a weird way to put it. I think it's pronounced the butt. Yeah. Okay, so it did come in at number 26. Uh, yeah, and then the syndicate came at number seven. No, Tom, syndicate didn't Tom come Tom in. Oh, the original syndicate. <laughs> no, this syndicate did. Tom Are you certain? Yes. Okay. And apologies to anyone who's just listened to the last two minutes of the podcast. <laughs> two minutes, you'll never get back. <laughs> yeah, Croops, what's coming out? Croops, what's debuting this week? Go, go. Uh, Thomas the Butler. Um, <laughs> SSX. So, finally. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> do you like snowboarding? Who knew? Gnarly dude. Yeah. It's, it's getting, I was it getting go, brilliant reviews. I was supposed to yeah. go snowboarding with EA because of this game and then didn't. Rubbish. I've <laughs> I've seen mixed reviews cool though. I've seen story. reviews Bro. that have been really <laughs> positive and some that really have been positive. really negative. It's really? You've seen some negative ones? Yeah. From where? I don't want to reveal. Once. But um but yeah, someone... But a lot of people are just saying it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of um, fun. Mario Party Nine. Is that a lot of fun? You can't buy it anywhere. Oh, oh you can, you can buy it from Little Woods and John Lewis. And blockbuster.co.uk. Blockbuster. Why? Well, some sort of deal. It's just the whole game distribution yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, about Mortal like Kombat, the complete edition, which has all the DLC in it, which is nice. If you like beating people up. Mm-hmm. They've misspelled complete. Huh. They spelled it with a K, haven't they? Don't like that. No. Yeah. No. But silly. then they've also spelt, they've spelt combat wrong as well, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they have done for some time. <laughs> so yeah, that could have been fine. They could have made them both C's. <laughs> weird with a C now anyway (laughs) what films are out Chris Uh, well quickly last week uh, in the charts The Woman in Black's number one for three weeks in a row and I believe it's become the most successful British horror film for the last 20 years wow isn't it pretty much the only British horror film for the last 20 years though no they've included stuff like uh, 20 Days Later and Bram Stoker's Dracula and Shaun of the Dead so that's actually pretty good. 15 million it's made in the UK and it's made 50 million in the States. Wow. Well so done. it's been a huge hit. What are we putting that down to? Is it Radcliffe? Radcliffe. Radcliffe, yeah, Radcliffe opens a movie. And it although does. I didn't think it was scary enough, I think just a good proper old-fashioned horror film. Well made. Not, not a torture porn. Yeah. You know, just a few scares. Mm. Which is good stuff, really. Uh, number two and three, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel <laughs> and Safe House. Mm. Do you know which one was two and which one was three? I would say Best Exotic was two. Yep. People want to see Judy Dench and Maggie Smith more than Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds. Yes, they do. And just as, although Alex isn't here, um, a film called Blood Car <laughs> came out and made £187. <laughs> Blood Car? Yep. £187. What's, what's that got to do with Alex? Oh, he, he likes it when a film does really badly oh, and gets an embarrassing to, yeah, amount of money. He likes to look at he the bottom of the it. chart and then just laugh. <laughs> it upsets me because I think, you know, it's some low-budget film that was Probably released hasn't in one made cinema. covered the cost of the sandwiches on the set. 187 like. quid. <laughs> yep. That's about as much as you pay for popcorn in cinema, no? <laughs> And uh, this week we've got three comedies coming out. Uh, Wonderlust, This Means War and Project X. Um, What's Wonderlust? Wonderlust is Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. Hippie comedy. Yeah. Not supposed to be very good. You I haven't not. seen it. Oh, surprised, surprised heard, me. Yeah, I've heard some good reports on that one. Someone I spoke to the other day told me it was one of the worst comedies I'd ever seen. Wow. So, I didn't like the trailer. No, the trailer looks bad. Um, is a Jennifer Aniston comedy it's just it's never going to work they never work I don't they know what do you work. think of Jennifer Aniston <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on Jennifer Aniston do you not like Jennifer Aniston no what? She, she needs to freaking get over it <laughs> she just annoys me get shut up Jennifer what, Aniston you love her I do yeah oh, oh no. god fight let's have a fight over it shall we <laughs> alright so why do you hate it so much she just needs to get over it get what over is she what? going Brad she needs yeah, to get over Brad yeah what is she going on about it still is she still going on about it is she and the haircut yeah yeah just Shut up. Yeah, but I consider her the wronged woman in this whole Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie is like Why? that woman wow. that is like Angelina Jolie is cool. She, she has is cool. loads of freaking tattoos. Yeah, she is cool, but she's also like this kind of phantasmic woman that just comes away and steals the man. And thing. babies from Asia. And the babies and all that. And she, she's like, she's like, Angelina Jolie is so hot, it's not fair on anyone else, basically. So it's not really fair on Jennifer Aniston that Angelina Jolie went after her husband because Angelina Jolie is so hot that no mortal could possibly And it's a bit her. unfair when your husband's actually Brad Pitt, probably one of the most yeah. handsome men yeah, on the planet it's just, as well. It's just it's just like, that's just cosmically unfair. Anyway, do you want us next week on Loose Women? <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I'm, after that, I can't really follow that talk about the film, so let's or, go. Or, let's... or for American listeners, The View. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, listener FU. 
Can we not yeah. talk about the other films out? Because I really liked one of them. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it then. All right. This Means War is coming out. Looks okay. McGee directing. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tom Hardy and Chris Pine. Yeah, there you Whatevs. go. Chris uh, Pine's got a funny shaped head, hasn't he? Mm. You know what I think? Have you seen the poster of it? His head looks awfully funnily shaped, oddly mm. shaped. Says you. Handsome, uh, <laughs> Project X. No, you, do have a head. Mean. you do have a head like a potato. Who does? Nobody. <laughs> oh. So, Project X. That's awkward. Did you like it? <laughs> yes, loved it. It's, um, Chris didn't quite I liked so much, it. Like, I liked gonna, it. I'm going to review it this afternoon. I'm going to give it three stars. Three stars. I, I would say it's close to a four-star film. It's, it's about three kids who who want to become cool at high school and put on the biggest party or put on a birthday party. Why don't you give it a 3.71? Okay, yeah. Old school IGN style. And it turns out to be the most insane party you have ever seen. Uh, the guy who directed it is a, or a lady, I'm not sure. Uh, is a, it does music videos so the the party looks amazing and it just goes from ridiculous to more ridiculous to even more ridiculous Sorry. there's a gnome stuff with drugs there's a dwarf that gets put in a fridge there's a guy with a flamethrower there's a keep saying that he doesn't he gets put in an oven oh shit sorry <laughs> it's not he's a fridge put in an oven that's why Tom um, makes shit cakes and two of the best security guards I've yeah. ever seen in a movie They're they are fun. hilarious uh, I thought he was brilliant some other people thought it was a bit shit it's got on a right kicking uh, yeah I would say if you're going to see any film this weekend go see Project X yep agreed yeah Right, listener FU. Yeah, this is from Michael Udale. Really love the podcast. It's a beacon of light every Monday as I listen to it on my drive home. Honestly, don't know what I'd do without it. Just wanted to say, I hope you guys get some kind of commission when doing the food section, because twice now I've heard about some awesome food on the podcast and gone straight to the shops to get one. <laughs> he said, do you, did you at least get some free chocolate spread after last week? New. New. We didn't. We got nout. We got nout. Uh, and with regards to us eating on last week's podcast, this is from uh, Daniel Olberg from uh, Varberg in Sweden, uh, just off the west coast, uh, just south of Gothenburg. Uh, I'd like to request that if you are to eat on the podcast again, then please, please, please remove your headsets first or at least pull away. I from was the saying mic. it at the yeah. time and no one was listening to it me. It was true. It was too Don't chew when your microphone's up. It's pretty disgusting. Can you put a pin <laughs> on the maps, G? Yeah. Even just listening to you chew in the room was pretty disgusting. Mm. All right. We won't right. do it next time. Ne- next bit of feedback from Joe Newson in Cambridge. Got Cambridge on the map, Sue? Yeah, it's covered. <laughs> You're not even moving. Well, yeah, it is looking. covered. It is, it is covered. covered. Okay. Yeah. With a gigantic sticker. Yeah. Great. Um, he said he picked up a Vita on the day of launch. He wasn't expecting much, much initially from what he'd already experienced when playing a demo unit. However, after a day of playing FIFA and Uncharted pretty much non-stop, I realised that the Vita not only adds the optional feature of using the touchpad, but when you do decide to turn them on, it's extremely intuitive and comfortable. I hope the capability and exclusives for the Vita will drive it forward, but do we think it's too much? 230 quid. I think the games are too much. Games. I think there's a question about that, so we'll move on. Oh, we'll, we'll talk oh about I've game got it as well. It's yeah. from Chris De La Rocca, who says, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I love the idea that... Have we got that? Have we got Louisiana? Get on the map. Yep. I love the idea of the Vita, but I'm holding off getting one because the game seems so expensive. Um, he says that premium games cost $49.99 in the UK. Obviously, for us, the, the games are $63.16 in, in, in your crazy money. Um, and obviously, there's a memory card, which is tons of money as well he says if I have to pay $50 for a good portable game that will likely have less content and polish than its $60 PS3 counterpart I can't see much invest- incentive to invest do you think the pricing is reasonable if not do you think it will be flexible in future it's unreasonable it is unreasonable but uh, I don't know how well, much well the games are kind of really but well the, done generally. yeah that's the thing you know we, we keep bringing up the, the example that you can get an iPhone game for 69p and it's amazing it's amazing but we all played Mario 3D Land last year and loved it and that was yeah, that 40 was quid. 30, 30 quid. Still, th- say 30 quid, that's still expensive compared to an iOS game. But I think there's, a, there's a point, though. Worth, worth 30 quid. Yeah, but 30 Mario. quid, but 50 quid? 40 quid? C- could be good. The distri- mm. digital 40 distribution quid. version of, like, their games are, like, 45 quid on the Yeah, PSN why, stuff. honestly, Sony, why do you do this? Make the digital version less expensive, you don't have to package it up. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, make it half the price, everyone would buy it, like Steam. yeah. Silly, silly. Do you know if you buy Adobe products like Photoshop and things like that, you have to pay more for the digital download than the box version? That's just stupid. Why? Why? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense it's whatsoever. It's the same on Xbox Live games on demand. They're trying to sell things like Deadly Premonition <laughs> for £35. Idiots. Why? Idiots. Okay, I have a letter from Andrew Monaghan. A literal letter written by hand. 
an email letter. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Electronic mail. Um, he says, since every Vita title is going to be released digitally, why doesn't Sony or Microsoft introduce... <laughs> How prescient. Yeah. We were just talking about this. What does prescient mean? Oh, he predicted that we were going to talk about this. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Ruined the flow. Since sorry. every Vita title is going to be released digitally, why doesn't Sony or Microsoft introduce a rental service on the networks for their games like they do with other entertainment content, like uh, Blockbuster? That's but a you bloody can do good that idea. With, is that like with OnLive? Yeah, can this is a bit, sort yeah. of yeah. scheme, I guess. We're not massive fans of OnLive yet. Just the quality's not. Yeah, when you're playing up it to on scratch, your... and we're playing it in the office when we've got 100 meg connection, and it still goes a little bit blocky sometimes. Yeah. But if you could rent Uncharted for five, uh, for ten quid, depends whether it actually days. looks like Uncharted or whether it. Didn't. But if it was like a downloaded thing, yeah, you download it yeah. five days, and then after five days, the license Download's expired. Yeah. Awesome idea. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. You do that, wouldn't Hang you? Hang on. We've got we a lot do of business that. We ideas. can't do that and the shop because they kind of rub up against each other. What about the mini cab service? Yeah. Or you, we could use the <laughs> minicab service to ship the discs to people. Yeah. yeah. Genius. Um, Martin Downs emailed twice. First email says, I bought a Vita and I don't know why. I love the gaming <laughs> oh. experience. I love the look and feel and I'm really enjoying Uncharted Wipeout and Escape Plan. But on the negative side, there's a bug that causes Wipeout to crash if it, it causes it to crash if Wi-Fi is enabled. The out-of-box experience is terrible, making it a challenge to even turn it on for the first time thanks to a near-unbreakable loop of PSN login attempts and firmware update hell. Ooh. Doesn't sound uh, good. Doesn't sound good. But he's uh, looking forward to being able to play it on the uh, regular flights that he does from Edinburgh to London. So uh, his second email says, I wanted to add an addendum. After a week, the bugs are annoying the hell out of me. Wow. Meaningless and different error codes when I connect the Vita to my Mac. Near now only works, worked, but only because I did a factory reset. Um, and the Wipeout team are being responsive on their Facebook page, but they're spreading misinformation. There's a common error code is being blamed on port settings on your router slash modem. I've tested this, and it's bollocks. Oh, dear. Mm. So, But he does say, I think Stockholm Syndrome is kicking in. I still love it, but I hate myself for it. Right. That sounds like an awful experience. You've just dropped a lot of money on a new handheld, yeah. and you can't even it's kinda like enjoy when you, it. It's kind of like when you buy a new PC laptop, isn't it? And you have to go around removing all the shit yeah. programs that it comes with and you hate it but you had spent so much money on it that you can't bring yourself to admit that it's a shit experience this is not me being an Apple fanboy but Apple do do that quite well you get yeah. something out of the box you turn it on yeah. it does work Tom would you do me a favour in future would you say bought a Vita and not bought a Vita because I keep thinking talking about the <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber musical <laughs> and loads of these kids are going around buying musicals the DVD with Madonna yeah. on it yeah, <laughs> it's rubbish alright I've got the next bit of feedback as well it's from Gareth Blake I thought you might like to know that I've exposed Chris Tilley's double life <laughs> as an Oscar winning actor John de Jardin proof is attached have you seen this? <laughs> we'll, we'll attach the pictures to the podcast story where did you get that picture of you Chris Tilley? Uh, that was the one of the press shots that was taken a couple of years ago. Yeah, but that we why, used. Is, yeah, but why did he <laughs> get it? I don't know. It's <laughs> well, it's been it's been used. It's probably on Google Images. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably on Google it's on Images. It's well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Grinder is. No, no. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congratulations Chris it's well deserved but Tom what happened in the golf this weekend you really let, let the side down like uh, that's a Rory McIlroy uh, <laughs> gag for us um, no I like that because it's better than having being battered every week for looking like Will from the Inbetweeners <laughs> you do look a bit like Will from the Inbetweeners <laughs> it's been said so before <laughs> or, or let's just see Larry <laughs> me and Goldie it's somewhere in between I, that guy's way out of my league but I'd like to make Silent Moon. Honestly, with I think me, you'd though. suit the little pencil moustache that he's got going on in the film. He's got a much stronger chin than me. <laughs> <laughs> does that does that make the moustache not an option for you? Chin fight. <laughs> Dashing <laughs> slash paedophile. It's, it's a thin line. Oh, it is actually, yeah. <laughs> what? Pe <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Paedophile? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I have the next piece of feedback from uh, Patrick Aldeo who says. I've been thinking ever since reading Kez's review on Xenoblade Chronicles and the last story about English accents and certain phrases that aren't part of the vernacular in the US. So could you recommend any British books, movies or video games already out in the US that have retained their British English as opposed to something like Harry Potter that had many terms translated into American English? Oh my God, that's, that's, that's heinous. Did that really happen? We don't translate Hemingway. 
No, I think what they're saying is that it, it's sort of dumbed down sort of Englishness in in Harry Potter films, I guess. But the books, did they change the books? It said that they changed the books. I'm not sure. They changed oh, the title. I think he uh, might mean the films actually. Yeah. I, okay, I think yeah. probably the films were a little bit. Yeah, that's. I fair. mean, certainly that that ridiculous thing of changing it from philosophers to sorcerer's stone. Yeah, yeah. was. So recommendations. So uh, what quintessentially? Well, I would it? say for films uh, with accents, yeah, Attack the Block, uh, something like yeah. um, Kez. It's yeah. a great film for an English act for English accents. All the carry-ons. Oh, yeah, all the carry-ons. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Train spotting. Uh, yeah. Read the book and train yeah. spotting. Read anything by Irvin Welsh and see if you can understand any of it. I, yeah, I gave up on train spotting after about five pages, I which think, I shouldn't yeah. have done. Which is Irvin Welsh's best book, though? Not train spotting. I don't think. Maybe ecstasy. I don't really I've never like read any style of writing. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, try those. Um, and Patrick is from San Ramon, California. Lovely, we'll stick just, that up just in a minute. San Francisco. I'm not putting them up because I can't find the stickers. I'll find they're them. in the they're in the cupboard. All right. Also Sorry. try in between us as well if you want to yeah. learn some English yes. swear words. Oh, oh definitely yeah, in between us. Yeah. Only because he's got that hot swearing. guy <laughs> with the briefcase. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> 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 Alid John is written in. He says uh, the guy who wrote in last week claiming he was Bex's number one fan isn't. I am her biggest fan. I sent in an email asking to get Bex back on the podcast and it was read out on the podcast. Also, I commented on the podcast Facebook post for a month asking to get her back on the podcast. This is clearly why I'm her biggest fan. Thank you from Alid John. P.S. A signed picture would be a nice idea. <laughs> oh, 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 it's weird. Alid John, who's going to yeah. win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win your fight? <laughs> Yeah, can, can they joust? Can they fight topless? <laughs> can they have a fight? Well, like, Kerry can spot. Yeah, except topless. <laughs> like, really, we'll live stream it. Bex, yeah. what do you think about the uh, signed photo idea? <laughs> you, you don't want a signed photo of me, Alid. But, um, <laughs> if you... I beg to differ. He does. <laughs> just, just laminate it first. Um, oh. Yeah. oh, no, no. No, I think everyone should stop being horrible to them. To who? To Alid. To Alid. Well, not horrible. being horrible. Just read his email. Horrible. You were being yeah. really mean. Mean, yeah. He's nice, obviously. Have you met him? <laughs> no. Okay. You will. Nice. All right, okay. There you go. Okay, moving I'm on. I'm disappointed that you're the only one that's got a number one fan. Oh, no. Dan Kilby's got one. I want to hear who number one, Daniel Kruper's number one fan you. is. Oh, it's obviously me, but I'm going to write him. His mum. mum. His mum. <laughs> so if, if you're Daniel Kruper's number one fan, please write in. Not going to happen. Yeah. So we write, we write in and say, I look weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to forget that, are you? What, what, well, what, what does it would even you? mean? What does it mean? Carry it like a bird and I'm liking the, the rest idea of, of my days. I'm liking the idea of each of us having a little framed photograph of our number one fans at our desks. <laughs> Yeah, well, as motivation keep on going <laughs> like our sponsors yeah exactly. you'll make it to the end of the day okay so Alid if you send me a signed photo hey I'll put it on my desk I mean no number one fan yeah. as inspiration <laughs> to be fair about you've got a lot of shit on your desk already you've got a little booze there was some booze there recently yeah. and some ground in cake I really hope and, and nine <laughs> Wait, tubes of on, lube <laughs> guys if we just encourage our readers to send obscene photographs of themselves no don't do that sign no. sign just not obscene sign, you know, a smile yeah oh, oh no else. this can't end well I have some more feedback that's not creepy <laughs> from Sean McCarthy who's also known as Cockney Charmer on the Twitters and stuff. He's talking about the day one DLC for Mass Effect 3 from Ashes which was confirmed by Bioware and he's talking about the controversy over that. He says, should day one DLC be included with the game? It's been released for free or should anything that's considered as extra work after the main game has been completed been used as another revenue for the publisher even though it means that those who've just bought the game at its release don't get the DLC won't have the full game experience for what they've just bought. So basically, is it wrong for someone to release paid DLC on as a day one thing? No. No. It's not wrong, but... I just, People are so, so entitled about this. They're like, oh, well, it should be part of the game if it's day one DLC. If it's integral to the story, I guess. But it won't be. No. It's just an added extra, isn't it, for people yeah. who, who really buy want it. it? Yeah, really want it straight mm. away. I, I don't think it. I suppose feel. Assassin's Creed um, 2 got in trouble for this a bit. I yeah. remember this being the first one because they stripped out f- memories from the centre of the plot which was the Bonfire of the Vanities mm-hmm. section of the game, and they released that as downloadable content. But it doesn't really impinge on the story, but it did feel when you're playing it, why can't I access those memories? Ah, you can later for a price. Yeah, it's just DLC is it's this kind of perception that it's part. it should have been part of the game. You know, if, if they'd released it 
a month later, would anybody be complaining? Is the question. Yeah. And they're only complaining because it's I, based I, on the same know, day. You'd have a fair point if it was DLC and it was Commander Shepard's head. <laughs> the majority of the game, or you, his you, guns. Yeah, you play with no head and no guns. Blundering around yeah. into walls. It's not a great game without it, but you can get to the end. <laughs> That'd be good. Game of Thrones. Yeah, as I mentioned, there's a Game of Thrones competition going on the site next week to win the Blu-ray. Aliens tickets we've talked about. Yeah, we've done that. Um, but also we've got um, Immortals. Uh, we've got a copy of the 3D Blu-ray and a massive 3D TV to give away as Ooh. well. Um, so if you go search for Immortals t- TV competition, IGN, <laughs> you'll find it on the internet and uh, yeah, enter there. On that there internet. Yeah, Exciting it. times. And if you want to write in, um, the addresses are igenukfeedback at igen.com. Or you can find us at IGN UK on both Twitter and Facebook. That's it for now, pod people. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. See you. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.